0: So today, um, I want to talk about, because you are all practicing the life of a conscious human being, a conscious female in this environment that we are in, in this age, in this era that we're in, we have been consciously stepping into the space between the world of form and the world of energy. And that's a, there is this, you know, eventually we will weave them together where we'll move so fluidly from one into the other and we will actually integrate both where we're living that way all the time. But while we're establishing that integration, we sometimes find ourselves consumed by the world of form. And then we set aside our discipline and our time to sit on the cushion or sit on the floor and have the world of our spirit, energy, our higher self as a separate experience. Um, Fern was sharing this morning, it was so beautiful. She was sharing how she has used and uses many of our micro practices and some of the talks that we've had to be the bridge for her so that when there are times when she's not just able to sit on the mat and do a practice, that those she takes with her everywhere she goes that we can be in the grocery store line and be doing one of our micro practices. We don't have to be just in a sit on the mat, do your practice, that the integration of this form world and spirit world is our aim is to have that be constant everywhere we go, that it's not just entering and exiting it. It's not just when we do a practice that we enter into it. So these tools we talk about, like writing, Um, and chanting and mantras and all of these meditation are portals for us to get into that spirit connectedness to that higher self. And we do that so that we, that road, that path becomes so familiar to us that we can start walking back and forth or existing in both very seamlessly. But while we're learning it and practicing it, sometimes we're in one and sometimes we're in the other. And so I wanna talk a little bit today about sound as one of those portals that we use to um, integrate our body and our spirit. Sound, because it resonates and vibrates in our body, it's a physical experience that we're having when there's sound around us or sound is coming through us. When we're creating sound by either our voice or by singing or by playing instruments, when we're creating that, we're walking into that experience of integrating the sound and the vibration in our form, but also in our spirit journey, because we know that higher frequencies give us a more direct contact to our higher self. So we're trying to have this tuning fork of a body and form be that which connects most easily. That's why we do all these practices and we watch our diet and we try to be a clean vessel to be able to connect. Um, so I want to talk a little bit, one of the things that I think is so interesting, we do, we have been chanting mantras and many of you are familiar with the forms of yantras. We had a yantra, our Devi Yantra at uh, Spirit House. So many of you have been in ceremony around yantras, but yantra is the physical form of the mantra, a mantra, which is creating an energy and that energy and form is a yantra so in our body we are a manifestation of form form that has come from sound sound is one of the primordial beginnings for the universe for creation sound is the underlying underlying essence and vibration that create that things are created, created out of that's why we chant mantras to be in the creation process so what we want to do is to use any Type of sound that we can to be a bridge to help us with that integration so that we can take it with us wherever we go. And it doesn't have to be bifurcated in our life, in a practice or in our life, that our life becomes that practice. So, frequency of energy, it resonates when we increase our frequency of our system, of our body, we connect with a deeper knowingness. So, there's an intelligence that exists on several levels. There's an intellectual intelligence. There's a mind intelligence. There's a body intelligence where we intuitively know what we should not do with our bodies. And there's also an energetic intelligence. And that energetic intelligence is uh, the place where we collaborate in creativity in however we want to create and offer into the world with our higher self. So the frequency that we want to step into On a regular basis is this higher level of a frequency so that we get used to that contact and we start creating and everything that we say and do throughout our day is done without any consciousness of us we don't have to think about i'm trying to create you become creation. You don't think about how do I do it? In the beginning, we think it's like walking. Babies are, you know, there's a a process. In the beginning, there's a a little shakiness when you're you're first learning how to walk. But once you have the rhythm of that, then you step into it. You don't think anything about walking, taking a step, unless you have an injury that causes you to think a bit more carefully about taking a step. So in this era that we're in, that we've spoken of, this Kali Uga that we've spoken of, it's the women's responsibility to rise to a level of integration that allows us to offer the healing that we're here to offer into the world. Women come as healers. Every every woman that's in this circle has a way that they offer healing into the world, whether it's in a conscious way where you have a practice or an offering that you make, or as mothering or as service into your community, but you are offering, if you explore your life, you will see that you are offering healing to yourself and others naturally. It's coming out of you. That's women's part of the how we are designed is as healers. And so how what is another way that we can hone that possibility and that practice and make ourselves the bridge for others between their sense of form, their understanding and their rootedness in their form and their experience of their higher self, a higher frequency. And so I, one of the things that we know is that the heartbeat is the center of um, our connectedness to soul. And that when we can resonate with and practice with something with the heartbeat, there is a way that we get into a rhythm that connects us more easily to our higher self when we listen to that heartbeat. So one of the powerful tools in that is drumming and I want to talk a little bit about drumming because I would like for us to do some drumming on May 1st when we gather because drumming is a well drumming is a, has been a sacred tool throughout the ages that you can go back thousands of years and you will see um, I've been reading a book I was sharing it with one of you reading a book about women when women were the drummer, when women were drummers, I think is the name of the book by Lane Redmond, L-A-Y-N-E Redmond. And she talks about, she did a study of carvings and paintings that are on caves and temples and pyramids throughout the world from thousands and thousands of years ago. And women, the divine feminine shows up holding a drum across traditions, across ages, across geographical locations. Women have been carrying that heartbeat from the drum into sacred rituals and daily life for thousands of years and that was true until we came to more of the patriarchal time of the church when women stopped having that type of influence and participation. And this is something we have to reclaim. And it doesn't have to be done simply through a drum, but a drum is a really lovely way for us to calibrate ourselves with our heartbeat because of the resonance of it. And because a drum as an instrument, it's one thing to listen to music, it's another thing to create music and most music, when you create it, it takes a certain level of expertise and practice. A drum as a percussion instrument takes a lot, but just as a simple heartbeat is quite easy to utilize. So you don't have to go, you don't have to learn how to you know, play a flute or play the piano or something that's gonna take you a long time. A drum can be experienced by a novice and it can be experienced by a, a very trained person. And so I'd like for us to spend some time utilizing drums to connect with our heartbeat as this portal to and bridge between our body and form and our energetic higher self. Um, we have made drums together. Many of you have made drums with me um, and perhaps we'll be able to do that again um, next year. It won't happen this year given our timing and travel and whatnot, but next year. But in the meantime, I do have a lot of drums and drums are readily available and you can find all sorts of drums online. So it's something that you could add to your practice so that you can start resonating with and hearing and feeling and practicing with your heartbeat, bonding with that piece of your form, which also takes you to the spirit, really important. Um, drums are used in have been used in shamanic circles. I don't know if um, Lisa is with us today or not, but she practices her drumming. She's not with us this morning. Her all of her shamanic work happens through the drum. She takes you into shamans, take you into a trance, which allows you to allows them to access different levels of the upper world, lower world, and our the world that the plane that we're on. So drums have been used in healing ways forever, forever, forever. So I'm going to just leave you with that, that we will, I have drums, we'll have drums, other instruments that you might wanna bring on May 1st, if you are able, anything rattles, um, chimes, anything that makes sound, sound, we're trying to learn how to utilize sound as a practice, a little micro practice. So I'm gonna leave us with that and